it is the end of your children's summer break and you're like, okay, the unstructured routine, it's still going on and school is around the corner, maybe two weeks away, maybe three weeks away for some of you. And you're like thinking, I need to start thinking about ideas on how to transition my children from that summer break, relaxed, unstructured, not so tight routine to school nights, to, to mornings, to get them in the groove of getting ready without power struggles. So if that is you, this podcast episode is for you because we are going to discuss seven steps to successfully transition our children from unstructured summer, summer break, unstructured routine to a more tidy, structured school routine that works for your family and for your children. And if you're thinking, Marcela, but even summer was crazy. I was powering, struggling with my kids all the time. I felt like I was uh, tape recording or a tape recording machine repeating myself all day long and I don't want to live this way I've been listening to the podcast I follow social media accounts I try to apply the tips and strategies but it seems to me that all the knowledge is in my head and it's just not transferring to me and I keep missing the mark in terms of my regulation in terms of my mood and I want to enjoy parenting again. So if that is you, that might be the sign that you are ready for an extra step for accessing personalized professional guidance from our HIC parenting coaches. So in our Parenting with Understanding 14-week group coaching program, we help parents with their specific needs and family dynamic to find transformation. I want to show you the testimonial of Miranda. When she came to the program, she was dealing with two children that were fighting all the time. And then she sometimes she was spanking after she felt that nothing worked. And finally, after working with her parenting coach, this is the transformation that she found. How was your parenting before Parenting with Understanding? My parenting style before Parenting with Understanding was a lot like my parents' style of uh, parenting. Uh, I, uh, they did spank and they did give punishments. Now, I barely, I don't remember the last time I spanked. I really don't. Because we have a respectful relationship, a respectful understanding uh, between me and, and the two kids. But yeah, I feel like now, I feel like I have a plan, I have a way to respond rather than to react <laughs> to my children when when they misbehave i'm rachel and i'm marcela and you're listening to the parenting with understanding podcast we are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs so if you want to apply 
for HIC Parenting Coaching, all you have to do is go to apply.hicparenting.com or open the description of this podcast episode, go to the link in our bio at Heimpath Club, and you can fill out your application and get to book a call with a member of our, of our team where you can ask them the questions. And if it is a yes, you will enroll in HIC Parenting Education. Okay, so let's move on to these seven steps to transition our children from that unstructured summer routine to a more structured way of having a routine, preparing them for the school year. Number one, start early. So at the time I'm recording this podcast, the twins have three more weeks before they return back to school. And yesterday I was talking to Brian and I said, Brian, they've been consistently going to bed at nine. And maybe it works for some families to go to bed a little later. I know that some of my friends and fellow parenting coaches, their children go to bed a little bit later. It depends on your family lifestyle. It depends on your child's age. It depends on so many things. But when it comes to my house, what works when it comes to school routine? Going to bed at eight is what makes sense for my twins, what makes sense for my family. So they have enough time during the night to rest. And I have enough time during the evening to wind down and go to sleep at a decent time. Because right now the twins go to sleep at night, at nine, I'm sorry. Then my bedtime is around 11 because after I put them to sleep, I need to go back to the kitchen, start the dishwasher, do, you know, a few more things. So I said, Brian, we need to start working on the night routine, at least the night routine since now. And yesterday we started. We started going a little bit early. It wasn't at eight, because remember, when it comes to transitions, if we do a cold turkey abruptly, if we abruptly take our children from consistently going to bed at 9, 10, and now today you're going to bed at 7, at 7.30, at 8, guess what's going to happen? They're, go they're going to fight you to sleep because they're not tired enough if they woke up today at 11 a.m. or at 8, 9 a.m. So I wasn't expecting that they were going to bed at 8, but we did all our efforts and we made our, our efforts so they went to sleep at 8.30. So at 8.30, they were already in bed. They were awake, but that's part of the transition. Okay, if you don't feel tired enough, you can hang, hang in your bed, in your bedroom. You can be in your bed and when you sleep, you're going to fall asleep. What can we do during this time while you get a little bit tired and sleepy? And then we decided that we were going to play a few mm, relaxing games, I would say, guessing the things that we saw on the ceiling, like the little shadows on the ceiling. Um, surely, but surely, but surely, <laughs> they start getting sleepy and then they were completely mm -hmm. asleep by 8.45. So start a little bit early. Number two, set expectations. 
So setting expectations is not about if you don't go to bed and you don't do this, this bad thing is going to happen to you. No, setting expectations is relating about explaining to our kids the importance of this transition because for them it's not making sense how come yesterday i was allowed to go to sleep at nine and today you're telling me that we're going to sleep at 8 30. well we can explain what our thinking and our plans are when it comes to this transition my idea is that we start transitioning from summer break to school year routine. And I know it's three weeks ahead, but what we're doing right now is that we are getting your body accustomed to the system. And we're going to do it gradually. If your children are old enough, like my twins, they're almost eight years old, you can have that longer conversation. If, if you have a little kindergartner, you might not need to do all that, such a long conversation. It could be with a shorter explanation, but still letting them know the reasons. Number three, highlighting the positive. So what is the positive about going to bed a little bit early? Well, you're going to have more hours of the day to play because today you woke up at nine, Tomorrow you wake up a little bit earlier and maybe here in Phoenix it's hot, but if the sun is not all the way up, we can be outside for a little bit. So maybe explain those benefits for them and help them see the good on the transition so they don't see it as this point of pain, but something that they are doing it for their good. Another thing is, Involve them in the preparation. Involve them when children feel that they're part of something, they're more willing to comply, to cooperate. So it's not about like pick up your toys, go to bed because I said so. You can involve them in the in the transition and the decisions. Okay, so we were going to the park until 7 p.m., and then we were coming home and this vendor routine, how can we modify it? So we start bedtime at eight. And if they're old enough, then they will be able to give you ideas. If they're not old enough, if they're real kindergartners or preschoolers, then you might want to just provide two options for them. Do you want to choose between jumping on the trampoline on the backyard for a little bit to to kind of release the last bit of energy or do you want to prefer to read your story time book we cannot do both but we can choose one and then then the other thing is big behaviors and, and big tears may come up if your little kindergartner or preschooler is used to the story time and then jumping in the trampoline before bedtime, they might not like the idea that they, ha they have to choose between two of them. So it's not about preventing their tears. It's not about maybe us shooting towards them, having this transition be tear-free, uh, about running away from possible outbursts. 
is about understanding that transitions are could still be a hard thing. We're trying to make it as smooth as possible. Big tears might still come up. So our our job, and this is something that we work with our parenting coaching clients, is to help them see how their children respond to different ways of uh, regulation and supporting them through big tears. Because some children, some children might not respond well to words of affirmation, or it's okay to be sad, let's take a few deep breaths. We need to understand what our children's particular temperament is, their emotional needs, their love language, the way that they regulate. That's something that we work with our clients. But based on that, respond with what they're needing at the moment. If they're needing space, okay. If they're needing hugs, okay. If they're needing words of affirmation, okay. What are your child needing during those big tear moments? And the last one is, and very importantly, to keep the connection. Because it could get... Oof, it could it could be a spiral of emotions. Yesterday I was talking to a possible client in HIC parenting, and then she was telling me that she feels that her kids are like two little tornadoes and she's spinning with them. She's spinning in their tornado. So in order to keep a strong connection with them from an assertive place, from a connected place, is when we get when we get out of their tornado and we help them from the outside meaning like i'm with you but i'm not in it feeling it with you if that would make sense i have empathy for you i see your feelings but if you're feeling frustrated and angry it doesn't necessarily mean that i'm going to join you there you could get there and then we support ourselves in that process to calm down as well. But because our children are there, doesn't mean we have to spin with them. So out of these seven things that, by the way, if you're thinking, okay, I forgot uh, step number three, all these seven steps to transition your children, to get them ready from the unstructured summit routine to the structured school year, all these seven things are in our show notes in hicparenting.com. If you want to go there, it's there in a blog article. But I want you to keep in mind that more importantly is the way that you handle yourself. That's how your children are going to receive the transitions and everything else that you're doing with them. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, don't forget to leave us a review. Let us know how this podcast helped you. And remember to follow us at High Impact Club. We are on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram. We are everywhere. We are on Threads now. All those places we are at High Impact Club. And remember, it only takes understanding to transform your parenting and break your cycle. I'll see you next time.